0: All right, folks, this is John from Kindred Spirits. This is week two of We Don't Have a New Show for You because it's the off-season. Wanted to give you a replay of our Anna Halfordi interview. I called myself the founder of the Halfordi Hive. I believe there are a lot of people who claim that, but uh, if you consult the tapes and and look at the Twitter history, I think it's me. So anyway, uh, take a listen and enjoy this interview in case you missed it the first time, and we'll be back next week with another trip to the archive. RFK Refugees. This is your host, John. Ted is off on assignment, and we are here today with Anna Halfordy from The Washington Spirit. How are you doing, Anna?
1: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Uh, So let's get started. I like to start from you know, chronologically, I think makes a lot of sense in these conversations. So, you went to Stewart High School. I think it's a new name. Is there a new? I think it's a new name now. I don't know what it is. Justice, yeah,
1: Justice High Justice. School. Justice. Okay.
0: Well, th- you went there. I know it. Th- I played. I played uh in men's adult baseball leagues on that high school field all the time, so I, I know it by its previous incarnation. But you were named the women's soccer player of the year by the Post. I looked up your stats from your senior year, and you scored 28 goals, including seven goals in an 8-2 win over Falls Church High School. And my question is, what did they do to you? Like, what, what? what did falls church high school do to you Are they, were they were they natural rivals for your school or what yeah
1: happened? yeah they actually were so that was kind of like a little bit of payback i think it had gone back and forth uh throughout my time there so it's good to finish on that note
0: i think that's been i think you probably they probably have a picture they probably have a they probably have a memento of that game so never let that happen again <laughs> you destroyed them um so like i said your local your local product from from falls church how great has it been for you you know, the obvious question, but getting to play in front of your, your family, particularly since you you went you went away to school, you weren't local for school, so now they're getting to be there week in, week out, either at Segra or at Audi Field. What's that been like for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's been really fun. Um, especially at Audi, just playing there, um, in the home crowd. But yeah, to have my family around, just can pop in for a visit, get a home cooked meal, um, and then obviously, yeah, it's been fun to have them at the games now since um, at BU, they weren't able to make as many, so definitely nice to have them in the stands.
0: Not quite as commutable uh, from Falls Church, <laughs> to DC as as to Boston. Uh, I also read that you're the first BU player to ever be drafted uh, in the NWSL. What was your what was your college playing experience like? I, so if you're the first one there, it's obviously not previously known as like an NWSL hotbed for for previous picks like other schools. But what was your what was your experience like for the th- three years you played there? Right, because the fourth year was. COVID interrupted?
1: Yeah. Um, It was uh, overall, I love being there. I love being in the city. Um, Nancy Feldman has a great program. So even though we don't have as many NWSL players, I think we just got another one signed from um, Spain. Kylie Strom's playing for Orlando. So that's awesome to have her in the league as well. Um, But she has a great program. So I learned a lot. I was pushed a lot. um, And I think that's a lot of the reason why I'm here. So
0: uh, so well, I mentioned the last year being COVID interrupted and you got to do something kind of unusual for the NWSL and also just unusual for college sports. There was a waiver uh, sort of put in place for, for uh, NCAA players that they could, they could do other things and not lose their eligibility based on the fact that there were no games and no no one could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, how important for you was that year spent training with the spirit as far as both how you're, you know, your levels now, but also just sort of seeing what you're getting to, getting to, uh maybe sell yourself, I guess. It's like a, it's like a internship basically with the spirit. What was, yeah. how important was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it was unexpected. The last year was crazy in all sorts of ways, but um, I think I wouldn't have changed it. And I think it definitely helped me a lot. I was able to, you know, be under their eyes and develop as a player um, and kind of see the system that Washington spirit um, works with. Um, and yeah, I, it was really important important for me to get good training before I um, went into the draft, just mental preparation, physical preparation, and then to be with a team that's in the NBSL obviously was an added bonus um, at the highest level I could play with. So it definitely worked out in my favor.
0: Before you did that, so, you know, at the beginning of your junior year, were you already thinking like, all right, I think professional soccer is what I'm going to pursue, or was this training opportunity sort of the thing that made you say okay, I'm at this level. I can certainly compete here. What was, you know, what was the mindset going into that opportunity?
1: Yeah. So that was something I talked a lot about with my college coach, just getting this opportunity and then kind of seeing how I fell within this level and like, okay, maybe I need another year at college to develop, or is this something I'm like, let's do it. I want to get into it as soon as I can. And so after, um, coming into this final year and not being able to have my season, it was kind of like, let's see how this experience goes. And then we'll decide, will I take my, like, in a fifth year with my school? So, um, after it, I kind of decided like hundred percent like this, is what I want to do. And I, I want to try and see how far I can make it and see what comes from it. So, um, definitely worked with my college coach and a lot, just talking through that and making that decision.
0: Good choice, clearly. Uh, (laughs) You made the right call. Um, Richie, I've 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 asked Richie about you a couple times uh, in media availability. He talks about how in the future he looks forward to you playing further up the field, maybe you're in your natural position, uh, but that you've grabbed the opportunity that you've been given with both hands. And uh, is this something you anticipated? Is this something sort of in that year of training they were sort of looking at, you know, the players they had, uh, the style they wanted to play, and then sort of getting you... Did he immediately see you in that position or was this, is this more of a, we've got to find a way to get you onto the field and this is where we need, this is where we need people. What was, what's the thought process behind that both for you and the team?
1: I mean, I think credit is due to just the culture of the team. Um, It's kind of like everyone's competing every day. So when an opportunity is there, like you want to be able to grab it. And so I think everyone's prepared to step into whatever position is available. Um, And so with like, the Olympics coming up, there was kind of a natural shift. We lost so much in our back line, um, a lot, like four, five key players, I think for, I don't know how many exactly, but obviously a lot just in our back line. So I would started to kind of shift into training more in the outside back position. Um, and from there, he kind of like, we talked about it a lot, but just as an opportunity for me to be on the field and that like from my work rate, I deserved to be on there, so I just needed to take the opportunity and uh, run with it.
0: I think that was something that Paige said in an interview recently. I'm not sure if it was our interview or with Jason on uh, Plexweather, but she was talking about how the difference for the Spirit and a lot of other teams around the NWSL is that young players know that if they work hard in training, an opportunity will present itself. The, the, there's a there's a culture about giving people opportunities and not necessarily pulling it away right away once you get it. Like Basically, if you do well and i think you're a great example of this like if you if you're given an opportunity and it goes well and you can repeat it then that's where you are you're staying in the lineup because you've done a great job as that uh is that you feel like that's an accurate sort of representation about what it feels like to be a young player on the spirit
1: yeah i i would definitely agree i think there's like that mentality to work as hard as you can um because since it's since it's such a such a long season there's gonna be injuries there's gonna this year with the olympics there's gonna be opportunities to step in so being ready for those
0: uh so for people who didn't get to watch you in college and only know you from the games you played so far in the spirit and knowing that you played further up the field uh obviously in high school and in college what kind of attacking player are you so say the future the future state happens you're it's later this year or maybe next (laughs) year and we're looking at you elsewhere what kind of player are you what do you like to do
1: I definitely would say I I like like one v one. I definitely liked being on the flank going down, um, crossing it in. But um, I like playmaking, like long balls. Um, yeah, I would say I was like in college a like one v one, like kind of feisty player on the wing. Um, so.
0: We like that. That's, that's good. That's that's a good thing. Um, you sort of alluded to this. We talked to Tegan about how the Olympics were going to create opportunities for a number of players, and obviously you're one of them. Um, and this was this was known, right? I, I, I know that some of the players. I think as Tegan was saying, like Richie said, your time is coming. You, you didn't start a lot of games at the beginning of the year, but there's going to be a time where we need you, and here's your opportunity. How do you uh, how do you assess how this month has gone? You've you've, you've started is it every game? Have you started every game since uh the Olympics started? About that? About, it's been like 4 or 5 in a row, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. The North how, Carolina how you, was the first one. Yeah.
0: A great win. A good, <laughs> yeah. a good a good thing to start on. So how do you assess how this how this time has gone for you?
1: Um, I think overall there's it's been, I've enjoyed it. First of all, like I, I think I've enjoyed being a part of every stage of this team, being on the sideline, getting to be a sub and now starting, it's just like a fun environment to play with in, but obviously playing and starting is, you know, it's the cherry on top. (laughs) It's the most fun. Um, But I think it's gone. Well, I think I've learned a lot, like every game I'm like, wow, I learned this lesson or I learned, like, it's just such a good way to learn um on the fly like you're like the league is relentless so it's like constantly i'm like oh i can do this i can do that so i think um it's been good and i've yeah just learned a lot from the past five games
0: you got a player of the match uh award was that was that last game or the one before that i think it was
1: last game yeah Chicago, last game. yeah there you
0: go that's 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 another <laughs> thing to put that's a thing to put in the in the resume for this year uh so in playing that new position that you've been playing, what are you focusing on week to week at getting better at? Obviously, like you said, you know, uh, you're, you're liking to go down the wing and take players on and crossing the ball. You're still going to, to do that for the most part. But what what sort of new skills, or not necessarily new skills, but things that you didn't focus on as much in college are you now having to sort of sharpen from a week-to-week basis? One-on-one defending? or
1: Yeah, I think defensively, like positioning, like how important it is, um, cutting off lanes, making it easier for Paige to read the play, making it easier, like organizing the players in front of me to help me. I think like a big part that I need to work on is like just my communication. I'm not as vocal. So like um, picking that up more so that we can be more cohesive as a defensive unit.
0: Well, that is a, I think that's a pretty common thing for young players. I think that's not—I don't think a lot of college players don't come out like, oh, I'm going to just talk. I'm going to yell at all <laughs> these players in front of me all the time. That's a rare skill, I think, that, that assertiveness. Um, what's been the biggest—so adjust- not necessarily positionally, but what's been the biggest adjustment for you to the pro game? Uh, I always talk about the rookie wall that players sort of face when they get into this, particularly in the Mid-Atlantic— Uh, where you're playing a whole bunch of games in a shorter period of time, way more games than you played in college, in hot, humid situations. Are you feeling that? And and then aside from that, so what other things have you noticed? Like, is it the speed of play? What's been the biggest adjustment for you um, feeling comfortable in in, in the professional game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything physically, like, the game like playing 90 minutes you just can't replicate ever so getting into those games in the beginning definitely like getting my fitness up over the past couple games um and then speed of play it's always like as the season goes on it just gets faster and faster and teams get um better at that so you know continuing to keep my head up and play um play fast um and yeah i mean i think the tight the from game to game. Like we obviously had a tough game in Chicago, but putting that in the rear mirror and just, you know, moving forward um, to make sure we're focused on the next game.
0: You've been lucky to not have too many of those type of games so far this year. Uh, I I think I was talking to Andy about her first season here and uh, she had a different experience for her rookie season. It was a little, a little bit less fun, more Chicago games, less uh, North Carolina wins. I I think think
1: I've heard about that. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of her, uh, you said in an interview with The Washingtonian that she was your favorite player in high school. And I'm, you know, what's it like to play with your, now, every week, play with your favorite player? And did you say that just to make her feel really old?
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I didn't didn't mean it to come off that way. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I think growing up with a player that came from the same area and then is playing for the local professional team is... something that drew drew me in um and then obviously just an amazing technical um like strong player defensively offensively so playing with her i think has been one of my favorite parts i mean she's an amazing leader and i think she pushes everyone else so much and holds everyone to such a high standard that like i personally feel like i've grown so much just like from her little comments and like feedback that she's given me um so yeah i've thoroughly enjoyed playing with her and full circle it feels like
0: yeah and with the formation you guys play she's literally beside you quite often uh, yeah that seems to happen you're getting to play balls to her pretty frequently because yeah. she's taking the ball out of the out of the, out of the back lot uh, anna thank you so much uh for joining us where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media or anything like that
1: um I think just at Anna Helferty is at underscore Anna. Simple, yeah, easy simple. to find, <laughs> smart.
0: I think that's the way to do it, as opposed to you know some other. I, I think most of the players are, are pretty good at that. I think Ashley Hatch has like Hatchy with a bunch of numbers, so maybe not everybody else seems <laughs> to have gotten the message. You and Ashley Sanchez, Ashley Sanchez, Ashley dot Sanchez, I'm like it's easy, yeah, All right. great. Uh, so th- again, thanks for thanks for joining us and uh thanks for listening to this podcast. If you are hearing this. On Thursday night, that means you are a Patreon subscriber, and I appreciate you. Uh, if you're hearing this on Friday, I still appreciate you because you're listening to our podcast, but you could have gotten it a day earlier. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Refugees. and we are also live every Monday night at 8.30 on Twitch, uh, so that address is obvious, twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees, so if you want to see us live and engage in the show, do that. And then finally, we're starting to do post-game shows, I think, now, because we just can't get enough of talking to you about the, our local soccer team, so... If, any, if the Spirit or DC United play a game, go to twitch.tv uh, slash RFK Refugees after it, and we will be taking calls and talking about it. So that is all of my advertisement for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back with our normal show on Monday night at 8.30. Vamos.